Welcome back, Xers, to another episode of It Only Hurts When I Talk, the podcast for Gen X aging disgracefully. Relevancy is overrated. Today, James and Greg discuss staying relevant in the workplace as Gen X shambles towards retirement. Give us a like on Facebook and Instagram. It does really help us out. But enough of this chit-chat. Get over it! Are we gonna, whatever we're talking about today, is it relevant? I'm certainly not relevant. Mm. Well, <laughs> that could also be on a t-shirt. I'm, I'm, it's true. I'm not irrelevant, but I'm also not relevant. Relevant. If that makes any nice. sense. Nice. It do, absolutely they are, it does. They are two different things. They are two different things. So relevant. I know when we first thought of this idea, it was really about the workplace. Correct. Well, and that's where I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But. Yeah, but there are there are lots of, of aspects of life about being relevant. I, I you know what we're we're jumping in too fast. I do have a little housekeeping that we need to oh, discuss. Okay. I, right. I apologize. I apologize. Okay. So for the last couple of episodes, you have heard me talk about my space being invaded by wrapping paper. Correct. Yes. And I mentioned to my wife earlier this week. Well, she she was telling me she's like she just made a comment. She's like, oh yeah, I finally put away and cleaned up all the wrapping paper and the and the tissue paper and all the stuff. And I said, oh good, because I've it's been a recurring thing on the show that I've been losing my wrap my podcast studio to all of your wrapping stuff. And she just kind of looks at me and says, actually. I've been losing my wrapping paper station to your <laughs> podcasting equipment. And I was just like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to tell people she said that. <laughs> well, I think, I think, quote, ownership goes to the, to, to the individual that uses it most frequently. Right. Primary ownership. So, I mean, how often is your wife down there wrapping things? Are you really trying to put metrics and KPIs into a marriage? <laughs> yes, that's what I do. You're, you, <laughs> as, you, like me, are married to a woman. What are, Operational key results, OKRs. What, what are we talking about here? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, um, you've heard me say this before. Logic mm-hmm. and reason do not apply to this situation. Yeah, no. No. Good try, though. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's there's still plenty of, of knitting paraphernalia here, and ah, the and yeah. the scary armless um, Elsa is still here, but mm-hmm. the wrapping paper is uh, has been cleaned up for another year. Well, that was relevant. It was it, it was it was a relevant topic. It, yeah. it was relevant to an ongoing theme we've had mm-hmm. with you. Yes. Yeah. It was it was it was relevant. I get it. Are we going to start feeling like the it's not a real word anymore because we're going to repeat it so many times? Probably. Sort of relevant. Sort of like my name. Your name, really? James. 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 Yeah. No. No. I don't. I don't need my name repeated so often that it becomes irrelevant. I know that I'm mostly irrelevant. Well, and that's kind of how a lot of my nightmares are. I wake up with that James echoing in my head. So. <laughs> I don't. Need God, you, you, you are not alone, pal. Is this, is this a waking <laughs> dream I'm having right now? It's a waking nightmare. <sighs> <clears throat> so, rel- staying relevant, it, and it, we'll ex- we'll let this expand out and go where it goes. But yeah, initially this was kind of in that whole lexicon of of being you know one of the older people in the workforce, and how do we stay on top of technologies and being relevant other than 
that guy who has all the institutional knowledge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's handy and all. And I, I will tell you in my current the current part of my organization where I am, that happens all the time where we're having a meeting and a discussion and something comes up and, and I am the one I hear it's like I'm out of body when I hear myself saying, Oh, well we tried that in twenty fourteen and this is what happened and da-da-da. Yeah, exactly. It's it's useful, but I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're furniture. That's what you are. <laughs> furniture. <laughs> At least let me be a step stool. I help us reach. I help us reach the the dusty stuff on the top shelf we haven't looked at in a while. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And, and you're the you're the step stool that every time you people step on it that creaks and they, they wonder like yeah i'm not sure that i actually want to do that should i just perilously climb up the side of the bookshelf or should i actually poke this old thing over here and wake it up because it's super cranky i see I, I look at it more like the the steps to my attic which are you know every time they make a sound i go one day it'll be the last time i'm able to step on that rung before it breaks mm-hmm. i think that's how they look at me too it's like one one day it's we're, it's it, it's just not going to work anymore <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like pretty much my state of physical being right now. I I I explained what a CD was to one of my coworkers the other day. She 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 got she got mad at me. She got mad at me because because I I made a comment about a CD. I said so. Katrina, CDs used to be what they put music on, and she's like, I'm not that young. I'm like, I think they are though. <laughs> uh, if I say eight track, do you know what I mean? I do, because I had that the other day at at work with one of my youngsters. I, I had friends who... I made a, I made a reference to 8-Track, and, and she was like... And they kind of laughed, you know, because everybody else was laughing, and she's like, what's what's 8-Track mean? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have... I grew up with a pair of twins, and they... They got a car from their... A hand-me-down car from their grandmother when they both got driver's licenses, and it had an 8-Track player in it, Mm-hmm. And they had two eight tracks because we, we were past the eight track time because that would have been the mid eighties, but this car was that old. And they had a copy of Billy Joel Glass Houses and a copy of the Beach Boys Pet Sounds. Nice. And that's all we had. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh yes. Now I know how my grandfather felt making all those John Wayne references around me. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> that that is one thing that I will always say I did right. My my daughter she knows old music. Yep, and she knows it because of me. Um, so that's that's a, a parent parenting win. Well done. But this is this is all good examples of relevant though, right? Because I mean, those things were relevant to my grandfather. Those John Wayne references or whatever, or Eddie Arnold or some other you know starlet from the forties. But it wasn't relevant to me because I didn't understand the context. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking more about, yeah, like relevancy in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Like at what point do you stop becoming relevant or does relevant being staying relevant in the workplace become a problem for you? Because you either start getting looked over or it's like, yeah, you're the creaky old step stool, right? That you have a lot of institutional knowledge, but are you staying up to speed in your in your area of expertise enough to be able to contribute meaningfully. Right. 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 And, and are you, see, you can, you can get into a false sense of security where it's okay. If you're not staying up to date 
on current technology because you have so much institutional knowledge, you know they can't get rid of you anyway. Well, so... That's where I, mean, I am right a, now. That's a whole other discussion about advancing a career or punching a clock, right? And some people, which is fine. Like, I am not a clock puncher. I can't do it. I am much with the rest of my life. It's like, if I'm all in, I am qu quite extra. <laughs> uh, and... And I, that's the way I am with my career because it's frankly one of the things I get the most enjoyment out of is is the work that I do. So I'm very much engaged with it, but I've had other people like that reported to me and, and reported to managers under me that they are clock punchers. That's all they want. And it's fine if that's what the position requires, right? Yeah, that's, sure. that's okay, right? But when there's a, a more of an expectation there, there's no no independent willingness to, for that individual to stay relevant, to stay up to speed with the topics of the day or the challenges that are that are being faced and, and going out of their way to to help solve them or be involved in them. They're just sort of sitting there doing their thing, pushing the same buttons they've always pushed. And if that's what's needed, great, right? But the the thing when I thought about this topic the thing I was thinking was those people that are losing relevancy like in the workplace as we age into our you know 50s and we start to think about as my wife calls it the danger zone of employment where do you have enough relevancy are you relevant enough in the in your field that you would be able to go somewhere else and find another job at your age it, it it's a really good and a really scary question because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I have a lot to contribute. Mm -hmm. But to your point, so much of what I, I've been at the same place now for 12 years. Mm -hmm. So much of what I have to contribute is so specific to this organization. And it's interesting. I've, I've been looking around. And one of the things that I am, I'm kind of focusing in on startups and smaller organizations that don't have as much of an infrastructure mm -hmm. because I feel like at one of those, the value I provide is, is higher. The thought of going, oh, yeah. the thought of going into a large organization that's already got an infrastructure that might be using technologies that I don't know is a lot scarier to me than going to one where they need me to build the technologies where there are technologies I know. I'll just ignore the ones I don't because no one's right. there to tell me otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, it's this interesting concept of, you know, are you in growth mode or maintenance mode? Yeah. And are you, if you're a builder going into maintenance mode, you are more likely to slip into being not relevant because you're not wanting to engage because that stuff does not feed you. Right? I'm a builder. And so when I start looking at things like, well, when we get into a maintenance phase, it's like I'm done. I'm done with whatever that is. I need to move on and find something else because I'm just not going to be engaged. And the question is, can I basically mark time, punch the clock until I re until I've retired, until I'm done working. And for me, at least the way the numbers are looking right now, I'm fortunate enough to have that be just a few years away, but uh, is, is that what I want to do? You know, do, do I want that? Right. Do probably, probably not much. Like I just said, can you imagine me being retired? I mean, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not quote retired. It's like I'm going golfing. God forbid. I, I can think uh, of several people, myself being one of them, who you would drive fucking insane. <laughs> mm -hmm. when yep. You have nothing else to do. 
especially if I had nothing to do, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to drive to Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> what are Craig's doing? <laughs> Damn it. Give me a day's notice so I can get the grill warmed up. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Because you know you're coming here for the meats. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the only reason I come to see you is for your meat. That's that's the next T-shirt, mm-hmm. and and probably the next uh, complaint lodged by my neighbors. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. boy. Yeah, it's uh, now. I'll, I'll throw a bit of a counterpoint in there on all this. Sometimes you're in maintenance mode because your organization is stuck. I mean, there are things. Oh, I there, agree. There, there are there are. There are, and we are both in careers that have a technology leaning toward them, and not all careers do. But Mm -hmm. there are things that I am that that I would like to be uh, AI. Here's an example: AI. I I have no background in AI. It's a big thing in my field, but my company is just so nowhere near that. So I can do all that I want to try and get that going it's just it's not on anyone's radar it's not on anyone's budget it's just not something we're going to touch right so okay i i if i can't grow maintenance is the only option is that where you want to be no and then it's it's time to be bring your knowledge and your interests to someplace that is more relevant right yeah, yes, but I'm getting none of the job experience I need to work somewhere where that is part of their infrastructure because I'll never make it past their screening process. That's true. Well, just lie like everybody else does. Oh, okay. Let AI write my resume? Mm-hmm. Exactly. See, there you go. You show AI experience. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, dude, my entire career, um, even when we were on our own companies, is really about the spin. And perception is reality. Oh, <laughs> so interestingly enough, you know, as you say that and about the danger zone, about ages, um, one of the recommendations I had recently on my resume was to take the years off of my college degrees mm-hmm. and to remove my first job because they, it all dates me. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's – it's an error of omission. It's not a fabrication, I guess, or a lie. It's um, – well, it, I'm going to use the word again. Mm-hmm. That first job isn't relevant to who you are now. It's completely irrelevant to and, and what you can do. And so, yeah, I've I've removed those things. I mean, I have a copy of like my resume that's more of like a CV, mm-hmm. where it gives everything, all the papers I've done, all the patents, all that kind of crap, and then the stuff that you wouldn't put in a resume because it'd be like freaking stupid long. And then I've got a resume that's really condensed that shows really more about what. I know where, where my areas of expertise are mm-hmm. and then bullet points that call out examples of what I've done to prove that. Right. Sure. Um, and then to your point, yeah, it's like, yeah, here's my degrees. If you really want to know. And then like, why is a guy with environmental biophysics doing sourcing? I don't get it. I'm like, yeah, me either. I'll ask him when he shows up. <laughs> Very good friend of mine has a degree in music composition and recently retired from a career in uh, data security. So <laughs> what are you going to do? I, yeah, that's a whole other episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be doing what <laughs> in 20 years? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Not anything as you thought you would. No. Something completely non-relevant to your, to your education. That, that sometimes that's the way it, it rolls. Mm-hmm. I ended up staying pretty close to what I studied. but Well, look, look c- 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 compare... 
your institutional knowledge to, uh, let's say, someone who has gobs of, like, AI experience. I don't know what gobs was, is to, today in AI, like, six or eight months. Yeah. And they're going to come in. They're likely going to be a lot younger than you. And their frame of reference is going to be a lot narrower. Mm-hmm. And so their, let's say, utility is going to be quite low outside of that hyper specialization. Sure. So how, how do you how do you balance that? So so as a guy like you, who really your your value is in your experience, and the idea that you're less likely of a flight risk than somebody who's younger and trying to step up in their career. How do you compete with that? How do you prove that you are relevant when you are working against those other things? I th- well, I think you just said it. It's, it's about uh, leaning into what you are strong with, which for me would be navigating a corporate environment, you know, working at a senior leadership level, I know nothing about soup, but uh, Campbell's selling soup is is not a lot different than the company I currently work at now selling what they sell. Mm-hmm. You make it more about the the culture fit and the ability to navigate those things, and the technical can be learned. Absolutely, I say the same thing when I'm hiring people. They're gonna get all freaked out because they're coming from an industry that's you know different. Because I'm in biotech, and they may be coming from apparel, right? Like um, Land's End or something like that and be like the principles don't change no. <laughs> everything else is just you're going to learn OTJ right on the job yep. but that's okay right they have the relevant base skills and those other things can be taught but I'm looking at like in my career saying well where is my relevancy because yeah I've got a lot of institutional knowledge I've got a lot of been there done that one of my favorite lines to use is, you know, why why am I an expert and you're not? It's because I've fucked up more than you have. <laughs> <laughs> there that, you go. That's why, right? I've learned through doing and and can can pull those experiences into my current position, whatever I'm dealing with. Right. And and make make those critical thinking jumps. And people that have less experience don't have that library to draw on. So I think that's highly relevant in today's working world for those of us who are, you know, ready to quote age out but i just wonder if it's seen that has seen as a something of value in the workplace i i don't know that it is uh i I think the bias usually leans toward get someone young in here who we can groom who uh you know has all that that more recent knowledge has get up and go somebody we don't have to deprogram to reprogram because they're going to come in with their own ideas, and we don't we don't want you, anybody in here with ideas that aren't our own, <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you, do you want to be working for a company like that? You know, that's the thing I ask myself. It's just like, yeah, there's all these other thing places one could go and opportunities I could look at. I could sell myself, you know, into those positions. But you're just like, do I want that? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to climb the ladder, right? At my career, I'm like, I'm I'm good where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the L1, L2 sort of thing. And that's that's fine. But to go and try and do something completely new where I'm going to take my that legacy knowledge and that experience into a field that is, like, tangent to what I'm doing, 
but has, you know, uses some of the same keywords. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's a stretch. And I think it's my, the expectation there is probably not, is, is misaligned. That it's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. Or you see a job, you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds really cool. But really what they're looking for is a data dog and they're just going to whip them to death and, and burn them out and then just hire a new one. I'm like, you don't want any part of that. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's just it can be hard when you when you think about institutional knowledge and how much of it you've you've made space for in your brain. I remember when I left my last job that I was also at for a dozen years, um, which was with Pitney Bowes Postage Meter Company. The, mm -hmm. I I couldn't believe how much I had in my head that was going to be irrelevant the day I stepped out the door. Hmm. It was it was it was hard to to wrap my head around. The fact that all that time spent learning all of that was now going to not be valuable at all. And so what was what was left that was valuable? So if I feel irrelevant, and I don't, but but yeah, it's convincing, you know, the next the next people to hire you that you will be relevant. That's that's I was just gonna say that. It's it's less I think this concept is less about feeling irrelevant or non relevant in your current position and more about are you staying relevant to your industry and your career in other places like so if you had to leave or make a make a transition are you to the point in, in a career or is a person at the point in their career at this age where they can do that and a lot of that comes with like specialization sure um is my wife is highly highly specialized mm -hmm. and she is an absolute leader in her industry for her to up and leave and go to some other, you know, like educational institution or the government or something like that, working in a, a field adjacent, the question is, that's that's a really rare thing for someone to become highly relevant with all of their narrow skill sets to make a leap. Sure, sure, it's it's a big risk for for her. It's a it is a loss at the level she's at. It's a loss to the industry. Mm -hmm. um, she's got a lot of credibility, but it's all in that industry. Right. So, and it's not yeah. that you know, it's not that she doesn't like that industry, right? It's like, but what are they like? The, let's say the place you're working, like you said, that they're either not advancing or they're actually regressing, right? On, it's like, well, on fire. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, how do you, you know, if you're looking at, well, I, I'm so highly specialized, I can't go anywhere else. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's the case. It's a matter of, you know, selling yourself and and doing all that sort of thing. It kind of puts one out there and. And makes them feel vulnerable, I think. But if you're that experienced and you're that narrow and that deep and you're an industry, a leader in your industry, you have got a half a bajillion contacts. Yes, certainly. <laughs> so can you work those? So, so I mean, that that's a huge amount of value. So let me tell you something else I was told by a recruiter. And this, this gets into the narrow and deep side of things. Wax? You need You need a wax? No. No. no, no waxing. That's, okay. that's no, neither narrowly or deeply. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm not even sure what that meant, but it didn't sound good. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> one of the other things that that she suggested I take off my resume. There's, you know, I in in what I do, which is which is a lot of statistics and and programming, and data manipulation. Uh, a lot of a lot of software tools, certainly. So there was one software tool I listed that I haven't used in the last couple of years, but before for about 20 years before that, uh, it was a, a, a key thing in this job and a, and a prior job. 
and the job before that. Now that da- I think about da- it. Was it DOS? It was SAS. It was DOS, right? It, 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 it was not DOS. <laughs> you you loaded on three and a half inch floppies? No, no, five, no. five and a quarter. Five and a quarter. Oh, five and a quarter. Nice. Yeah. Um, I had it on there, and she said, do people even use that anymore? Mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's a huge company, and I, I know people use it. I said, we don't. I had a right. single user license for, for a while. Um, and she said, I think it dates you. Mm-hmm. And my response was, yeah, but if not a lot of people have that knowledge, but there are peop- there are companies out there looking for it, it'll be a miss when they're looking. You know, it won't show up. And she's like, well, like we, we went back and forth on this for a while because she felt like it was a technology. It, it, it would have been like DOS or, you know, saying I'm a, yeah. I'm for, I, I program in Fortran. Um, right, right. You know, on the one hand, it would give me a very narrow and deep leg up on folks who on younger people who've never seen this programming language and that mm-hmm. is institutional in a lot of companies but she felt it made me look old i can see that yeah yeah i i mean i see both sides of it it's a it's very it's an interesting thing i think it comes down to playing the odds i mean like yeah, yeah i know sas jump which frankly my company uses in the biotech space for fda submissions and stuff okay um, so yeah, it is absolutely still a thing, but I don't know if it's industry specific or whatever. It might have just been that I said I've got twenty plus years of experience with it. Maybe it was the twenty plus that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, I could see that saying like, yeah, I'm twenty years deep in this specific technology that could pigeonhole you mm-hmm. a bit, as as opposed to saying, hey, here's here are the platforms that I have expertise in. Yeah, yeah. That I could do sense. all these things. Right, I am relevant in all these areas, but I'm not going to highlight any particular one that deeply because, it, yeah, it, it could be perceived perception as reality. It is. They're like, wow, this guy spent the last 20 years of his life in this in this, in this one program. He must not do anything else. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't listed that way, but but yeah, it. She felt like with all the other stuff I was listing, which was more more modern, and then to have that, she was like, wow, that's kind of like an anchor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I get it. I do get it. It. I, I'm trying not to take it personally. Not only the old thing, but just the fact that I I've made my a big part of my early career was spent being really good at that. So telling me now that it's one thing to say it's not something people are looking for, but to say it's something to hide is like, oh geez, yeah, that grandpa. It, it makes it makes me feel like I wasted some time somewhere there, even though I know I I know that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, we started this with the whole staying relevant. We certainly bounced around a bit. I, I feel like the conclusion we're coming to here is that it's less about staying up to speed on technologies and more about being able to prove your worth. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, you know, I, I don't need to be doing LinkedIn learning every day and learning all the new stuff. I mean, all those folks that, that put on LinkedIn that they, uh, they, oh, did, I just they got this certification. This yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. You leveled up. Yeah. Awesome. Great. You did that. You, at- you, you basically sat there and, and let the video play while you were doing like words with friends or candy crush or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, I think even saying words with friends just dated you, but okay. I know. I just totally just dated yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. Candy crush yeah. still a thing, but really? Words yeah, with friends? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah my, my initial thought on those things, it's, it's always like two in the afternoon and I'm thinking, I know you have a job. What, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what, why are you doing this? Yeah. That's not the relevancy I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that that's like, that's almost like a, a requirement of a job, right? To to stay up to speed on those things. It's more about are you 
still engaged and engageable in your industry? Mm-hmm. And and if you're not, is that okay? Because if, if if you're not, then are you in one of those clock clock watching card punching modes? Right. You know that's kind of risky. I think it is. We're 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 not in a world anymore where it's you know the company's loyal to you and you can work out you know. Oh hell no! It's, it is <laughs> definitely not a thing. And, and you know, well, it's it's vice versa too with the with the tendencies of, of the employee base. Oh sure. As companies get leaner and remove or don't invest in uh, necessary redundancy is what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, and then people leave. Well, I was on a late afternoon call yesterday, Friday from a, a vice president in a different part of the company who I, I haven't really worked with before, who was freaking out because someone who had been there for 30 years left very, um, with no notice. She brought me in because I, because I know where a lot of the bodies are buried mm-hmm. <laughs> and said, can you tell me what this, 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 and this mean? And this is her employee who left and she has no idea where this woman was getting the information what how to explain it properly how to deal with it when it looked wrong like what you know what what rocks to look under this woman had managed to stay relevant for a very long period of time by being the only one who knew what was going on and i've I've seen that in my career all over the place oh sure and it's it's about i think that's a whole i could give a ted talk on this about how to use that institutional knowledge as an asset Mm -hmm. Like, like one to deploy it and how to show that it adds value while still staying relevant to like the topical, you know, whatever's happening in the, in your career at the time. That's, that's something you don't see in, in younger generations just because they don't have that experience. No. I mean, that has, that has massive value to certain companies mm-hmm. and finding, finding the right fit. That's, that's the big challenge. It is. It is. And, and, and being able to express from a job search perspective that you are relevant it, you know, it's just like any when you ever you give a presentation. The key, in my mind, the key to giving a successful presentation is to believe and convey that you're the expert in the room. Absolutely. Even if you're not, if you get up there and are sheepish, you lose right out of the gate. It's the same with an interview. If you if you go in there believing that you are subpar because you don't have you know AI, I'll keep leading back into that. Then that's all they're going to hear. Yeah, I agree. It's that whole perception is reality thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's all about you know if you do you, if you feel that you're not relevant, then don't portray the perception that you actually are anything other than relevant. Yeah. Yeah. You look at, you look in the rearview mirror and before you get out of the car and go in there and go, I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. <laughs> and gosh darn it, people. Like it. Thanks, Stuart. I'm not sure what that meant, but it didn't sound good. To me.